I want yeah. the people to know that you suggested this. This yeah. is an Andy suggestion. It is. I um I hit my hundredth episode. Yeah. Actually, the, did you want to give it? I'm gonna well, turn it over to you. I'm, okay. Yeah. Now. Well, so this is one of these. Like, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, Andy Leonard. The recording the has started. <laughs> <laughs> So the the irony of this is you hit uh you hit your hundredth episode right at the end of August right so around August thirty first I believe Mitchell Lamore was your hundredth episode maybe so, is that sure yeah we we can't afford fact checkers for this so we don't know there's no ding there's a, there's you know, there's I, no I think, way to check there's actually just no way there's we don't no have way. the internet <laughs> and and I was thinking to myself like hey. I bet you've learned a fair amount in a hundred episodes, especially learning uh, the learning around sort of the format that you've, you've been doing, right. This sort of extemporaneous uh, conversations. You've got that rolling start at the beginning. Um, You're framing in, you're basically sort of, of using your viewfinder to find like a 36 minute to whatever slot, you know, 20, 20 ish to 36 minutes. And I was like, I bet Aaron has something to share about that. So that's what that was the genesis of this. And, and it was you're going to be so sad at how little I've learned. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that it was I think the idea came to me while I was sitting on the patio for the that open mic when you were here in town. And, oh, interesting. Because uh, Jericho had said something right. He had said Jericho had said something. Also, another guest who's been Jericho Davidson. Um. He said something to the effect, and I don't mean to misquote Jericho. You, you, you think I would have learned something doing this this much, right? Yeah. And, and, and I don't remember the context, uh, but then we were chatting about something else. And then the pod, our podcast you know, is on hiatus until season three comes out. And I keep having, because this is what happens nowadays. You keep having this idea of like, hey, I wonder how I could be a better host. Because those that have listened to Is This The Way know that mm-hmm. I could grow when it comes to hosting. Um, and so I thought that's what we would do. We'd, we'd chat a little bit about that. And I suggested it to you and and, uh, and you said, yeah, I, I like that idea. Sure. Yeah, I like it. Um, I feel like it celebrates the, the 100 episodes. Yeah. And that's nice. I like Yay. that idea. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, <laughs> any reason to have cake, I'm in. You know, like, give me cake. Um. So I would say first thing is... Uh, as you being the host now, if there yes. was a more direct question to lead oh, me into this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, and, and I actually thought of this. I was like, wow, you know, I'm going to ask, I, I'm going to be ill-prepared to ask questions, or ill-prepared as a host to ask questions yeah. about that. Because how funny would it be if Barbara Walters like sat down with like uh, Barack Obama right after yeah. his second term and was like, so did you learn anything? Yeah, what did you, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, from being president? She's like, just along the way yeah anything, anything along the way yeah where do you want to start <laughs> just just you know anything did you, you, you tell me out? mr president who am i to tell you <laughs> well i'm curious about the one thing that was that popped out to you early early on that you didn't expect because you you're no stranger to podcasts you've been doing podcast stuff but what was mm-hmm. the thing that once it was like the aaron marsh piloted vehicle what thing popped out kind of early on first that popped on early out first. I mean, I don't want to sit here and bag on my first episode, you know, like, yeah, well, no, and and we should love them all. Right. Well, 
I love them all in different amounts. I mean, like, I remember there's been a couple where, like, my brother was like, that wasn't a good episode. And I was like, I know it wasn't. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) I'm fully aware. But, you know, I'm still just plugging through. I can't. It'd be impossible, I think, to release 100 episodes and be like, I am proud of every single one of these babies. You know, like, because not all the interviews are good. And some of them are learning processes. And some of them are like, I should have been way more abrasive at taking hold of the interview. You know, like, especially when I get interrupted, which is just a personal pet peeve. But in the podcast, I let people early on interrupt me more. And now I'm not afraid to be like, hey, don't interrupt or like answer the question more directly. There's some interviews where I ask the person directly a question and they go, well, as I was saying, and then act like I didn't say the question at all, Um, which the one I'm particularly thinking of, I paused the interview and went, no, if I'm telling you to do this, this is my show please go this direction. I had to like stop it to be like, I can't have you steamrolling in a direction I don't want to go in. Yeah. Um, because this is what you've already decided the conversation. It's just like any conversation with a person. You kind of want to, you want to go with the flow with it, but also like you can't let them just completely take the reins of it. Yeah. So there's like an assertiveness balance that you mm-hmm. only probably get through through doing it. I would imagine. Yeah, there's some of that. And like, it becomes more subtle in doing it. And then like, or sometimes like for Ian Russo, that episode, I asked him directly at the top. I was like, is your list sincere or is it parody? Because that changes the tone of the entire interview. And I wanted to set that tone immediately. And so it was important to me to whatever that goes in. Therefore, he'll get these questions or he'll get these questions because there's there's a different depending on like, I don't know, like it'd be rude to, to talk about a parody as if it was sincere or vice versa. And so it's just like, all right, cool. Let's set this tone and let's, let's dig in from these directions. Either way, we're digging into them. We just don't yeah. know. How. And so I would, I would imagine then being able to tune into that direction. Cause, cause I, I, at least I know from some of the stuff that you and I had done, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not a very good guest either. I guess I should also qualify or I, I'm a meandering guest. Maybe that's uh, and there's a huge uh, difference between our Star Wars podcast and this podcast. Yeah, because no, 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 for our sure. Star Wars podcast was borderline scholastic where yeah. we researched Star Wars and we're trying to get these Star Wars facts out. And so you had this checklist of things you wanted to make sure were said, yeah. which would be terrible in conversation, but worked out well for the scholastic podcast. Now, if that was if you were a guest on my show and you wanted to make sure to hit these 10 things, like when you brought your notes to do it and we didn't touch any of them. And I was like, yeah, that's the best. That means it's a good episode. Yeah. Cause if we had to go to our list, the more we have to dig into the list, unless we're digging into each other, what we're saying, the more the interview is just not a connection. And if you're not connecting the audience can't connect. No. Okay. So that, no, that's true. Well, and, and, and I was more looking at, um, I was more looking at when we were doing kind of the retrospective on like five foot two, cause I was sort of like mm-hmm. in storytelling mode. And, and in that situation, uh, I don't remember how much of that got, ed- got edited. Um, but, uh, but, you know, like to a certain extent, like you were pointing out in the case with uh, Ian Rousseau, you know, like you're going to go one way or you're going to go the other. I would imagine that, that there's a certain level of being able to figure out like, Hey, we got way over here. And now I, now I got to try to come back. So, so like, it sounded like in the case of Ian, who was like maybe 97 or something like that podcast number 97 or 98. I okay. think. Um, uh, I was like, he's I, not 97. He's got to be in his 30s. No, no, 
<laughs> no, no, for sure, for sure. For for kind kind listeners, uh, Ian's family. He's not ninety seven. This is not a Benjamin Button situation. <laughs> now, uh, also, just a quick aside. Uh, I think it's a uh, a appropriate move to not number the your feed doesn't have numbers, which I think is allows people to jump in anywhere they want. And I think that's a a, a hat tip to that as an aside. But I was looking at who are the last, you know, 15 people. And, and I was yeah. kind of flipping through because I was trying to, I was, I fact checked myself uh, for, for um, Mitchell. So I think I'm close, but I know Ian is really, really close in that, um, in that last, the last five. Last I want to say he's actually 101. Is he? Okay. Okay. Then yeah. I'm on the, then I'm on the other side of that. Uh, but it would sound, you know, like in essence, like, so you got that, 101, right? So 100 mm-hmm. episodes in, on your belt, you're like, hey, I'm going to ask this question and this is how we're going to figure this out, right? Yeah. Is there is there a point where you know you're like, oh, we're going way over where I don't want to go? And then do you, so like you pointed out one situation, there's a hard stop, I'm going to pause, I'm going to ask the question again. Um, or is there situations where you're like, oh, I think I can like guide us in a direction and then we'll kind of see where we land. Is that I don't mind it going completely off the rails. Okay. It's kind of funner that way. So it's if it's like if you are just like, oh, this is not where I want it to go at all, that's kind of fun. Um, it's when it is getting too circular and monotonous that I get that's when I'm like, no, we got to figure out a way out of this circle. So you You gotta tread new new territory. So if we're meandering, at least we're gonna go is if my brain starts to wander, I'm like, oh no, this is the audience's brain's gonna start to wander now too. We better start a new topic ASAP. What can I hook onto and throw the conversation in a new, fresh direction? Which is also why that podcast is a half hour. Cause I can't yeah. like almost every hour long podcast about 30, 35 minutes in, I like check the time and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so I was like, that's where my attention span is. So that's where I'm going to put my episode. And, and I would just say, just as a random aside, I think that, part of the reason people can get away with hour long and over is because people are sort of listening in, uh, in spurts. They're uh-huh. listening for 25 minutes and then they're going to do something else. And they're going to listen for 40 <sighs> minutes and then do something else. Maybe. I don't know. I'm yeah. just, just as an aside, like, uh, that's, <laughs> but honestly, that's if it. I could narrow it down to 15 super tight minutes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that, I guess is, is a bit of the, so you, you've picked the 30 minutes based on that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, obviously the rolling start puts you in a situation where you, you begin kind of where you're at. And so that means that you may not get, yeah. Uh, Sometimes get I have the it. person talking for an hour and a half and then I only okay. upload 20 minutes of the conversation. That's, and that's what I was going to say is, uh, you know, like, I think, you know, from what I could tell, that you are you're pulling like hey i'm gonna pull this part out of that so mm-hmm. that's interesting especially if i know that i circled around so like oh yeah i definitely reference this part i want to make sure to get both parts of the reference and then i go or either side of those bookends necessary to get to that part or can this be a full circle and so this feels nice and complete when we get here i i also always try to start on a brand new premise and end on a laugh just because that's the way I like everything in life. And, and I, and I think even if, even if the joke bombs, I'll put it, (laughs) that that can be the button (laughs) at the end, but you will see me attempt the joke at the end. 
And not everyone's happy with that. So early on, you asked me, you're like, oh, yeah, you're a listener and you've done podcasts. Do you have any notes? Right. Which mm-hmm. I was both mortified when you said this to me. And I was I was heart. It was very heartwarming. Right. Because mm-hmm. uh, no one will know this, but I was the guest host of uh, a podcast called Nerd World USA. And then I was also like a contributing reporter where I would just rant about like clowns or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Well, one, you, you probably never got to hear it because it got pulled down pretty, pretty quickly. But uh, but so I was happy we plugged it, Andy. Happy yeah, we yeah, plugged. No. <laughs> Feel free to cut this out. Um, <laughs> but did you get any notes early on from anyone else? Like, so I didn't have any notes for you because I didn't really have anything to offer. But did you get any notes early on that were helpful or did you get any notes midway? Um, anything that was kind of um, that contributed no. a bit or? No, okay. nobody gave a direct note, but there are compliments that you get along the way. Or okay. some that aren't compliments, you know, where they're just like, hey, uh, I didn't like this. And that's your notes. That's what you get is you get people that are like, I like this and I don't like that. And when people tell me they listen, I usually ask like what episode or what they liked or something. Yeah. Because I'm just fishing for a note to make it better. I'm not necessarily fishing for the compliment, you know, like as much yeah. as it's just like, no, what did you like? So I can try to do more of that, you know, like. But like, I don't know, like, I feel like every interaction i have with the podcast is very much this is how i interact with this person and there's a large difference between how i interact with people and you can tell i think when it's somebody i know well or don't know well yeah and and so that's that's a a follow-on to me because i know that early on it's a lot of folks that you knew in the scene in la um or folks that had been in tucson that had moved there or folks you knew from chicago um, and so as you moved into uh, more into that hundred, not that you don't know a ton of people, but you started to have folks like that you didn't know personally, like Ryan Airy comes to mind. Uh-huh. Um, so so how did that shift as you didn't have the rapport? Is that more of the cases where you talked for that talked to them for 30 minutes, 40 minutes before kind of getting what you wanted? No, I think Ryan Airy's I you have every second that I talked to him every okay. second of his time that I had ended up on the episode. Okay. No. Cause there can, there comes the idea that like if the podcast grows, which it yeah. has been growing, but if it continues to grow to the point that it's like, Oh, Aaron, here's a person you can talk to that you don't know, like, yeah. but is well known. How would I go about such a thing? And so like, I'm sort of making them more and more strangers as it goes on. So I can get better at talking to strangers as intimately as I talked to like the first episode, which was Vanya, my girlfriend at the time, Yeah, you know, like, so that's a very intimate sort of relationship that we had. Yes. And so like, but how can I do that with somebody in the future who I've possibly will only speak to them for that half hour of my whole life. And so it's trying to get me to get as comfortable with people that I'm further away from emotionally. And how is that? Although I do it's from your perspective, I, right? You tell me you're the listener. <laughs> I feel like it's gone for the most part. All right. Um, I would, I want to say the worst episodes I have are people that I've known very, very well. Yes. And that they, they didn't know how to turn it into podcast conversation and not just regular, like they had a tough time with that. And it was not, it was because they made too much transition. Ah, uh, Okay. There's a couple of people that I feel came off very stiff that aren't, that stiff in real life because they were like okay well let's uh let's treat this like media and you're like no this isn't media (laughs) 
Yeah, like definitely you know, like, not media day, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> this exactly. is not a junket. <laughs> so let's not. Let's actually say what we're really feeling. You know, like, and that that was harder for them, I think, than other people who are coming in kind of, kind of cold. And they're like, oh, I'm really happy that we actually had a regular conversation. And you're like, yeah, I want a regular conversation. Which is the point. Uh, yeah, I think it's the point. Yeah. And, you know, if people, I think I'm good at regular conversating, which I know is not a word. Yeah, but, but that's, and I know we'll that take that's it. a compliment I gave myself, which is yeah. why I turned this show of that. I was like, what do I think I do well that doesn't come through in the stand-up? And I think it's that. I think it's the small talk, um, turning it into deep talk sometimes. And that, and so I made the show about that, which I got the, the comment that it is unfortunately can turn into the Aaron slam dunk show. Oh, really? I got that early where they're just like, if you sit there and just make a bunch of jokes and conversation, the other person can't, it could feel too much like the Harlem Globetrotters just dunking on the, the senators or whatever. And so I got like the, don't do that. Don't over jokeify your guest because then it's not fun for them it feels like you're mocking them oh interesting so now the so this is me the untrained untrained listener mm -hmm. i love i love me and aaron dunk fest like and so <laughs> <laughs> i know you do but not everybody does because like in the comp you're not a comic yeah so that's not the role you play in our relationship but a lot of comics that's the role they play in every relationship and so when they are put on the other side and they're not necessarily as good at it as another person, it can be quite upsetting to them. Okay. Which is also, by the way, when I talked to Ryan Aries, I was, when I found out he was a comic at the time, I was like, Ugh. you know, like there was like an exhale of like, okay, we want to have the, I used to be a comic conversation. Cause like, that's a conversation I have out here a lot. Yeah. And looking back, my big regret is not talking to him more about that because every interview that he has out there is kind of what I did. I feel like I got a little more sarcastic, a little more off the rails than a lot of other people, but I still sort of stayed on his regular interview to where it's like, no, I could have really had something more personal with him to make him feel more connected by taking that differently. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, because like for me, when I'm on the show, like I feel like I I am like standard. I am like central casting Washington. Uh, I think it's a generals, by the way, uh, Washington generals. I'm like the standard casting version of that player. And, and so to me, if I do anything at all that sets anyone up for a joke and they're funny, then, you know, I, I wanted that. So the initial <laughs> premise of the show was just me and my friends lobbing up things for us to slam dunk with. <laughs> but it's so hard to give that to somebody as an expectation. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's just like now they're in their head about every sentence they say. And so you're like, okay, how do I play this right? Cause I would love for just to host the slam dunk show. It's just alley-oops. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just an hour of your mom jokes every week. <laughs> Cause I thought about it having a, like a segment where they just tell me like, Tell me what I look like, you know, like just have them like just everybody gets a, one good roast jab in, you know, like, but I was like, that might be too narcissistic, you know, like, cause also like, it seems like the more and more I do this, the less and less it becomes about me and my stories, the more and more it becomes about them and what I can get out of them, what kind of connection we have. So speaking of that, 
and a little bit back. It's not that I'm trying. I just want to touch base on the Ryan Airy thing. So you knew uh-huh. that he'd been. You knew that he'd been a comic, or how much? Uh, how much no. research research do you like? Do you do? There's like a balance on that, I imagine, right? You want to be able to go. I in try cold, to do very but... little. Okay. I want to go in cold because I want to meet all the new facts. I don't want it to be like, oh yes, I know that about you already. Um, and Ryan Aries, I was very familiar with his YouTube channel. I watch it, big yeah. fan. Yeah. So I mean, that's the reason. I follow him like on everything just purely out of fandom. And so I was aware of that stuff. And so I tried to come up with fun questions about that sort of stuff. Did not know how personal he did or did not want to get. I assumed there was a comic thing, which just by the way he talked and like presented himself. It seemed like he had tried it at some point. Um, but, and that was a question I was going to ask him. And so for him to like, just offer up that information and also not take him up on more information about it, it was like, but at the same time, I also really like that episode. So it's like, yeah, ah, whatever. I thought I'm it was great. That. I thought it was a great listen. It was a, it was a little. Uh, I had my own little kind of fandom moment where I was like, oh, this is so cool that Aaron gets to talk to Ryan here. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, funny. I'm sure if he listens to this, he'd think it was funny that we viewed him in that light at all. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Well, if if you know, hat tip. So we, I, yeah, I super tip. super appreciate good work. That. Yeah. So I mean. I guess the, so there's that you're looking when you have someone come on, you're looking for how can I pull those threads and, mm-hmm. and get to that. So do you have, uh, you know, for some folks uh, early on, it was like, I know we both love Batman and I want everyone to know this person's takes on Batman mm-hmm. is, is, I don't know that that was how the, the setup was, but I'm just saying there's a couple of folks where you're like, we're going to, you know, I'm going to give you a toy and then we're going to talk about your love of this particular licensed merch or this universe. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of curious about those two things like, uh, you know, like. Oh, the are, toys a direct reaction to an episode. That's kind of fun. Is it so Jeff May and I both collect toys. Yes. And before the show, he's like, what's the show about? And I'm like, I don't know. We don't know yet. It's like your episode three. Like, who knows? You know, like, let's just talk and find out what the show will be about. Because I think 100 episodes in, I'll figure that out. But I don't know about which I don't feel like I've even figured that out yet. Oh, well. Oh, (laughs) but (laughs) but at the time I was like, I don't know. I'm going to press record and we're going to talk because he's a friend that I've had like really great conversations with. And afterwards, I felt like he was a bit defensive. And I was like, that wasn't fun for him. How could I have made this more fun for him? And so it's like, it's funny because he directly likes toys. So I did something that he directly would like and then pushed it on a bunch of other people. <laughs> Where I was just like, here we go. And I'll find something sort of commonish with that because then if I give them a toy, we can start like with Demo where it was like, no, look, here's a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Perfect. I would have never started the conversation with him about the Ghostbusters. But now we'll talk about the Ghostbusters. You know, like and that sort of stuff just happened to work out very well. But then the pandemic, uh, luckily happened. Yeah. And all of a sudden you can't give out toys. You can't have people over. And so I was just like, okay, well that novelty is over, which I still have a bag of toys that I'm supposed to give the guests from like episode, like 15 (laughs) and on. I have like 15 toys right here. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like you should open a toy and give it to yourself. Okay. Let's look. I think (laughs) that sounds fine. Uh, I'm going to go with Nickelodeon. I have a Nickelodeon right. Funko Pop mystery mini that I've had in the box now for, for I don't know, has it been two years, a year and a half? Uh, yeah, what, 20 months? Uh, I'm guessing yeah. 20 months, something like that. 
which I would have given this to Thomas Germain, if I could have. Thomas Germain is my friend from New York who did two episodes, one about the phone following you. Yeah. And he, his dad created Rugrats and he, Tommy Pickles is named after him. Oh, wow. We didn't talk about that in the episode, which he thought was surprised by that. And I was like, yeah, but you were a baby when that happened. How much can you really talk about it? Yeah. You know, that's like, a good point. Yeah. If your name was Fred Flintstone and Fred Flintstone, the cartoon character was named after you, they'd be like, so what about Fred Flintstone? And you're like, the show was over when I was eight. That's how successful it was. I ran for eight years, but it doesn't shape me. It's just this weird fun fact about me. Um, but there is a Tommy Pickles in this series, and I hope I get it because of him. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. I'd ask him if he wanted, and he'd probably be like, nah, we got enough of those sort of things. <laughs> He's like, do you want one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so I'm opening it up, and oh, yeah. uh, it's a weird one. It's oh, one of the, uh, real monsters. Oh, man. It looks great. Yeah, it does. It's all lips and eyes. Yeah. Oh, it's a rare one. There's only one at one out of 56. Oh, um, there we go. I never watched this show, so I don't know the name of this character, but I really I like how weird it looks. Yeah. Lip size. That's what that's their name. <laughs> lip size. Yeah. You know, wormy lip size with the book. <laughs> There's such a bookworm. The wormy lip size always oh, in the possibly. library. Yeah. I bet it's the Bible. <laughs> could only carry one book. <laughs> like, yes, that is the Bible. <laughs> Prove it. I will. Oh, I will, Andy. <laughs> now we know wormy lip size. <laughs> yeah, wormy lip size. I'll put up a little picture of wormy lip size and that'll make sense later when people listen to it. Yeah, I yeah, that's that... a good idea. That's cool. I got to open this thing up. I never would have opened. <laughs> I hope that's our thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, we'll find that as a thumbnail. Yeah, wormy lip size needs to be the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I control that. I edit all of the things. There's nobody. That's my request. <laughs> mm-hmm. No problem. Done. At some point, I was like, I'm going to turn this around and go, Aaron, how have I done so far? But um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, this one's not making it in. But uh, so in that shift to the pandemic, I mean, so, so like to, to a certain degree, the pen. The, the move to the pandemic, I think, was really helpful from uh, being able to, like, you know, get people and things like that, I would imagine. Right. Because, yeah, it's like everything's now moved, you know, like friggin' all of the late night shows. Seth Meyers is in his attic. I mean, everybody's doing this on a, some sort of virtual platform. So then that kind of levels the playing field for being able to just like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to record it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happened. Was there anybody that you're like, oh, I can I can snag a conversation with this person and I wouldn't yeah. have been able to. So, you know, any of those that pop out from that basically yeah, almost happened? all of them said no. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many friends that were like, oh, my God, I would love to. But, you know, like I'm kind of just taking the pandemic in right now. And so get back to me later. So there's like some friends I've asked like three or four times oh. and they're always like, get them back to me later. And like. They'd be great, huge guests. They they know they know that yeah. I think. And like, yeah. so you're they know like, who they oh, are. Yeah. They know. Yeah, I hope they're listening. They're not. There's no way they are. There's no way they said no to the show and not and listen. That'd be great if they're like, I love your show. And I was like, I've actually been on three times. You're like, well, I like it from a distance. Um, but I definitely went ahead and asked people that I had no right to ask. Um, and that was fun. I mean, Ryan Aries is one of them. 
where you're just like, hey, I watch your channel. Like there's a guy on YouTube who feeds raccoons and he feeds like a hundred of them oh, in his you, backyard. You sent me that. Yeah. yeah, I sent him an email where I was yeah. like, hey, do you want to do my show and talk about your raccoons? And I got like no response, you know, like, oh, man, no, exactly. But then at the same time, I was also like, I'm going to get all of my because I before the pandemic, I was like, I got to go to Tucson and like just do like 20 interviews of all my friends and just be here for a week and interview the hell out of everybody. And then instead, I just invited them on to do this. Yeah. And that worked just as well. We're just like, oh, that's great. No, I'll just have my Tucson friends one after the next come on. Which then one of them that was only up for 24 hours and then asked to be taken down was like accused me of like, oh, I see your demographic is just plucking people from Tucson. And you're like, no, I'm just from Tucson. <laughs> I'm just from Tucson and I wanted to talk to my friends. And this is like the coolest way to do it, I think. Wow, that's a strange allegation. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, no, I had a conversation with him 24 hours after it came out and there was a lot of allegations in it. It was a very fun argument that I wish I could have recorded. Oh, it would have made an excellent episode. It would have made an excellent <laughs> episode. Cause you're like, I know a part of me was like, do I ask him to, if I can press record on this or something like this is truly what it putting up with me is like at its worst. And so I really, <laughs> I would really like this, but also it's just not fair to him to do that. So, You've just mentioned that there's an episode that was up and then within 24 hours pulled down. Yes. T title of the show, putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anyone who put up with you other than this individual or how many people have asked for their episode to be taken down? Is it just one? Um, Just one's asked for it to be taken down, but several have asked for me to do edits after it came out and I've had to edit things and then put back up and down. And then there yeah, okay. have been a couple that were like fearful of things, you know, where they're like, Hey, um, can you send that to me first so I can listen to it and make sure that I like approve everything. Like I was just talking at the time and now I'm really second guessing the whole thing. And that happened about four or five times. Yeah. And but so I've sent it where you're like, Hey, here it is. I'm not throwing you under the bus. Here you go. Yeah. Or like one of them, I'll throw out the name because I don't think this is a big deal, but Ben who writes on DuckTales. Yeah. He asked for the episode to be like, Hey, I want to make sure I didn't go out of my legal bounds. You know, like oh, I talked a lot about sense. some of the behind the scenes stuff and I don't know, like I work, you know, it's for Disney. I don't want to cross Disney. And there were like two questions that he answered very directly that he's like, we got to take out that whole chunk. And so like some of that stuff just didn't make it to the air because he was just like, I can't talk about, some of that stuff you know it's like because some of that stuff is like we talked about that being canon but it's not canon because it never made it into an episode but if i'm in a podcast saying that that's how this you know that's a canon thing yeah well then that changes things and that could be a problem with the creator of the show who could maybe do that in the future for a different thing or maybe go in a totally different direction instead of giving the fans you know gas for the fire it's a little bit of a window into some of the stuff that we get into when we're being all super scholastic and, uh, mm -hmm. and and PhD on Star Wars. Exactly. Uh, Who's really apologetic about it. But you're like, dude, what am, I'm not going to try to get you fired from Disney to be like, oh, I got, but you gave me the best Donald Duck material. <laughs> you know, like <it's> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's interesting though. I would say just as a, a quick aside and see where you want to go with this. But uh, I would say that 
part of that where you get a response where like I was just talking, that is kind of like uh you know check certified right that was the that's the goal mm-hmm. of the whole thing right and to a certain extent and i think uh i think when my episodes came out i'd gotten a little worried because i think i was rather candid about some of my drinking that i probably i and i had a i had a moment of like well i better listen to this episode cuz i and it wasn't <laughs> like i was going to i wasn't going to ask you to edit it but it was just yeah. one of those things where uh you got scared well, it's been so long since I, I mean, I've been sober for a long time, which is kind of, you know, humble brag over a decade. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and so I had that moment of there are people. So you and I've known each other for long ass time, 17 something years or something like that. And I had that moment where I was like, I was like, oh, there's a solid chunk of people who only know me as the weird Star Wars guy who is going to mm-hmm. lose. You're going to lose three hours to if you ask me a question. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, I didn't know any of that. Right. And so it was just like one of those just like kind of moments. And then I realized, oh, you know, like our conversation was kind of wide ranging, but at least I wasn't worried after the fact. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's kind of cool that that all of those things got kind of drawn out. So, yeah, I think it's cool. And I don't think like especially since now you are sober, any of those stories at that time shows your growth. Yeah. Yeah, there's like I have a friend who's struggling right now and wanted to do the podcast right now. And I was like, I need you on the other side of it. Yeah. I was like, we can't just demonstrate the worst of, you know, you're like, we need to have something to you like, you need to have emotional resolve. So it doesn't feel like I'm just exploiting somebody who's struggling at the moment, which there was another episode I never released. um, I just never released it, never even edited it, where it was somebody who talked a lot about their current struggles with with alcohol and it was really it was it was a lot it was intense and i was yeah. like yeah this isn't entertainment this is this is friends having therapy which is totally great very happy i had the conversation this yeah. isn't going to be a public it, yeah and doesn't need to be in the feed so yeah there have been some pretty heavy conversations i would say in a in as a listener okay um pot you know positively heavy right so, you know, some of the discussions about your friend, Jake, um, yeah. you know, topics of suicide, which which unfortunately is something that comic community has, a, unfortunately, a lot of uh, experience with. Um, and so I feel like the community, I just feel like people do. So, yeah, like, that's a good point. one a year. But it's also like I lose one a year from Tucson friends, too. Like, it's yeah, not like true. it's anything to do with. I don't feel like it's any more in stand up than anywhere else. I just feel like you for the rest of our lives, we're going to know somebody who goes once a year. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, I'll just put that out there. I just don't think that's a comedy exclusive thing. I just think for some reason we've made that a comedy thing. And, and it, maybe it's more of the oversampling, right? So you have, you know, people high profile there, um, you know, and it's a juxtaposition maybe um, when you, when you see that. So for somebody that can make people laugh and then you see the, the sort of flip side of, of that, maybe, um, maybe that's part of it. But so I just fell into that. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, no, I get the, the cold splash of water with it, but it's also like, it happens a lot. Yeah. No. So we've talked about, we talked about Jake. Yeah. Love so you him. talked to, you, you know, and sounds like a great guy. And I wish I had met him. He was uh, a great so, guy. He would have been a guest. 
Yeah, I was totally because they announced today that there was more SNL people like, you know, the new cast members. And some of them are ones Jake booked on the show. And I was like, oh, he if he stuck around, he'd be so happy every year. Exactly. Like, because there's been several now that he booked that he was friends with that he was like, oh, they're on SNL now. Like, I would love for him to have seen that to seeing because I know that every booker out here gets a little proud where they're like, oh, you know, I booked that guy seven years ago. Yeah, you know, or gal. I, I get happy when I've yelled the name, the the wrestling persona name and their fake hometown and they make it, you know, like and that's yeah. all I've and that's all I've done. Right. So to, to have someone booked and be able to to be part of that, uh, I think that, I know. I, I know. Like I was saying that today, I was like, I'm really sad he wasn't able to live that every year because we get that every year. Every time there's an SNL thing, somebody in the community is tight with everybody and they're now running off and graduating. And it's exciting. That is exciting. I know. Makes me a little bummed I didn't get Aristotle earlier because now it's going to be harder to get him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're like, ah, I wanted him on regardless of SNL. So I wanted all those goat face guys. In fact, I've asked those goat face guys. I shouldn't they, have called them out so directly. Oh, no. And, and, and they, they haven't been able, we haven't we haven't been able to get those people yet. All right. That's the, not yet. No, no. But it's right. still very possible. I mean, you know, I see them around. Well, that's always good. Yeah. So when I listen to podcasts, I try to mimic the host or I listen to what the host is doing. So one of the meditation podcast guys I like, he likes to say at the end of an interview, uh, is there anything that I neglected to talk about or failed to ask you that you would like to talk about in relation to 100 episodes? I hate that question so much already. (laughs) I know that it's like from like a meditation thing. So it's like positive. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, you're going to put all the liability on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's why that's why I was like, if I deliver this as a question for me and I don't point out that I'm cribbing it from somebody, you're going to be like, hey, we just talked about this at the top of the interview. Um, I know. But it's also like, (laughs) that's so funny. It's just like, hey, um, all sales are final. The episode's over. If there's anything else you need to get out there. now's the time like i have the final edit i could also just edit whatever i want to say at the totally. end totally <laughs> you know like, like the listen. music can run and then i can say whatever it's like oh you know what i forgot to say before andy left you know <laughs> that would be like if you went to the store and they're like did you find everything and you're like no and they're like well that's on you and you're like okay sorry sorry <laughs> Michael Marsh. What a guest. What a guest. Great guy. Love him. He's my favorite. <laughs> it's the, clearly the most narcissistic episode I've ever had. Um, it felt weird. Uh, not on anyone's behalf to just be like, I'm going to talk about my podcast and my podcast. It was like having Inception. The episode should be called Inception. Uh, I said it even wrong. It's been called it, whatever I just mispronounced. They should be called that. Uh, what's the other thing? Oh, so if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, I did something similar to this with my friend Danny Gabe. It's, the episode's just called Danny Gabe Moreno, and he asked me, 
because he listens to every episode and asks me some very specific questions. He literally also asked to do, do this on the show because he was like, hey, you briefly talked about a miscarriage. Can we go in like detail about like some of these heavily personal things that you gloss over? And I was like, sure. Because um, episode one, we talked about a miscarriage. And then we went further. And on the Danny Gabe episode, we talked about the emotional toll took on me, the male, in the relationship. Of course, the female is the one that had the, the miscarriage. And and how it was like we never recovered, you know? Like, But it was, it was pretty much, uh, you know, we talked about that and a couple other things. There were other things, but that was the big emotional bomb of that episode. So there's more, like, it's not the first time I've had to go deeper into that. This is more specifically about, like, hey, what have you learned by having a podcast? The other one was more like, hey, I want to know deeper about these other things that happen in the podcast. So it's kind of the same, kind of not. I've done something similar to this, but this one is very specific. Thank you, Andy. Andy Leonards, you can find him at A Leonards on Instagram, and you can find us talking a lot on our Mandalorian podcast. We had a Mandalorian podcast that covers every episode of The Mandalorian called Is This The Way? I plugged it back when the show was on. We're going to bring it back for season three whenever that happens again. Um, I believe it's early next year, which pretty close, actually. Shockingly close. So, Andy, thank you very much. You did a great job. And it's a fun episode. Uh, it feels weird that I'm the guest on this. Because I'm gonna be like, oh, I guess I'm just promoting this myself right now um, <laughs> for this entire week. And part of me is like, should this be a bonus episode? Should I release two episodes this week? If you listen to this and you don't feel satisfied as this is a weekly episode, let me know. I'll just toss on next week's episode. You know, like I might do that. Just be like, hey, you know what? Here we go. Um, which, speaking of which, next week's episode is Tom Whalen. And Tom Whalen went viral last week on Reddit's subthread called Public Freakouts where he publicly freaked out in a McDonald's drive-thru at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I ask him all about it. We talk almost the entirety of the half hour about this. And also, much like Andy, Tom asked. Tom sent me a DM that was just like, hey, uh, you want to talk about this on your podcast? And I was like, yes, yes I do. And then the other oddity is, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, who's booking this thing? Who's booking this podcast? Andy's booking this one. Tom's booking the next one. After, after Tom, I'm going to start booking my own show again. Um, but also, I wanted to have Tom on. I was looking for the angle. I didn't know he was going to do this freak out. And then all of a sudden, he does. And you go, you know what? Now's the time to have Tom on. And Tom said this is the only one he plans on really going in detail about this about. So he can spread this to people to be like, you want to know how I feel about my, pod- or about my freak out? Right here. On this. So Tom Whalen's coming up. Maybe in a couple days if I feel like this isn't a sufficient episode. Or maybe uh, next week. We'll see how that all works with me emotionally. It also depends on how many guests come through this week and uh, record episodes. Because if I start stockpiling too many, then why not? Let's pump them out again. Um, So, of course, thank you for listening to the first 100 episodes. I know that probably most of you, if not all of you that are listening right now, haven't heard all 100. Thank you for every amount that you've listened be it this being the only one to all of them, whatever in between there is, I'm grateful for every single listen. I'm always shocked. Even the people that I know listen, when they send me a message like, hey, just listen to this, like my friend Danny Gape I mentioned earlier, when I was in San Antonio this last week with Melissa, he sent me a thing that was like, love the Monterey episode, sounds really good, like all these things, and I was like, oh my God, you're listening, even though I know he listens. 
always a shock, always happy. That's an immediate way to get me to smile. So thank you guys for making me smile for 100 episodes. Uh, I know this is like doing the 100th episode over again, but Andy didn't feel like the 100th episode felt like the 100th, and he feels like this one does. And so, yes. And, yeah, any other questions? I think we're, I think we're good. I think we're good. So thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me for 100 episodes. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I've got to be me